Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, okay, this is a Geico commercial. A 30-second one. And I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you. Eh, the lizard voice doesn't work. But please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. That's the same amount of years as I've been alive. <laughs> At any time you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers. And in 54321, I'm out of time. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. I could, we could do an episode <laughs> of Seldom Right but Never in Doubt. What do you get? I got, okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. It's actually an episode of Seldom Right but Never in Doubt, starring... start. Starring your host, Paul Zuckerman, and my guest of the day is Spike Ferriston. All Spike, right. I need you to ask me a question. Any and question? I'm going to no, I'm going to tell you what to ask me. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Why is the moon sometimes blue? Why is the moon sometimes well, blue? That's the stupidest question I ever heard. <laughs> and that concludes, <laughs> concludes another episode of Seldom Right But Never In Doubt. That reminds me of your show pitch, You Ate Ham, <laughs> yes. where we grind up ham and serve it to Jews, and they don't know. And after they've eaten it, you say, you just ate ham. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, you don't think that's funny? No, I like it. Yes. I don't think I can convince a major network to do it. Or any Tricking of my Jewish idea. people into eating ham? Yeah, like remember it was going to be candy cones. Candy canes <laughs> made of ham. <laughs> strawberry ice cream made of ham. Why don't you have... How do you some... like that ice cream, sir? It's delicious. You ate ham! Exactly. <laughs> How about some red velvet cake? We have secretly added ground up ham into the red velvet cake. What happens to the uh, observing Jew when he eats ham? Does he go to hell after this? I mean, what happens? Uh, I don't know. Was that a concern of ours? Do you believe in hell? Is there little? Is there fires with pitchforks? No, I don't. I don't it, believe in any of that. But I'm just saying, I'm not. I'm not a practicing Jew. If you feed ham to a practicing Jew. How badly does this affect their lives? I think it affects your life for doing it to him. I think he's I think he's okay because he was tricked. If you if you believe He's okay because he was tricked. He was okay because he was tricked. You're so not his okay. God 
Who is it? Yahweh? What? What's I the Jewish? I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know, it, I, I say God. Like on our side, we have the Jesus, the Holy, the Trinity, I think. It's Jesus and the Holy Ghost and somebody else, I, some I, other clown. The only one I want to really celebrate is the Holy Ghost. How come they don't have something for him? Hey, I'm the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we don't see enough characterizations of the, hey, hey. What's, uh, what's going on? Hey, Holy Ghost here. Hey, Holy Ghost here. Hey. How you doing? I'm going to go into the girls' dressing room. <laughs> I'm my a ghost holy, of a holy ghost and see yeah, the holy underwear. You see what I see. <laughs> we share power. I wonder if that's where our system of government came from. The, uh, the three, three branches, branches, branches of government. Three, of course, my dear friend. Three <laughs> is that number. Well, Jonathan Ward of uh, of Icon. Look how is, nice he looks. All nice dressed to up, see you. Is he is our second room. double uh, double attendee. You oh know, yeah, you yeah. set the style trend. Wait, pull so that like, pull you know. that mic up to your face and make sure you talk anywhere. Is that how those work? Hear you. There we go. These ones, you don't need your headphones. Okay, it's too distracting. How are you? I'm grand. How the hell are you guys? We're just taking apart world religions right now, and um, I meant to tell you, Zuckerman, my wife was in Greece and brought back a giant bag of Greek peanut M and M's, and uh, I went. <laughs> Were they made them. with feta? Musaka. We did we say to, that? Oh, we said that already. We did. Spanakopita. I know these shows are kind of airing in reverse, but I, I opened them up and went through them. What do you think? Look, it's Greece. Better made country. or worse no, made than American no, peanut no, m No, not for the, the consumer expectations are low in Greece. Nothing works right there. <laughs> I, I say that I say that they're equal. They're the same or worse. Worse. Really. Fifty percent plus mutants, and on top of it, they didn't even take. Tastes like peanut M and M's. They tasted like, I don't know, a degraded chocolate that that uh, you know. Is, really, you wonder if it's even. Do you think they repackage and redate? They take the stuff that's that's three or four or five years old from Costco. They rip the bags open and then they put it in new Greek bags. I think if they are doing any sort of quality testing, that these peanut M and M's end up in the Greek airport. <laughs> I, I, I may on. have some input here. Right. Uh, oddly what do enough. You have? So you know how Coca-Cola varies around the world because yes. they don't want to distribute it and deal with mm-hmm. the weight of the water and all that. So it's all locally contracted. Right. So the formula is probably a little loosey-goosey in Greece. Wild guess. Therefore, they're just kind of sort of making what seems to be good enough in the market oh, tolerant. Yeah, they yes. got some of the paint colors right. It's like foreign, <laughs> it's like foreign ketchup. Um, yeah. Well, they're doing that here too. Now, Jonathan, I have to just say because I notice things. What did you do to your right hand? You know, my left hand recovered a lot quicker. Um, so wait, his right hand is what? I didn't notice. Uh, oh, well, it's all nothing. bruised yeah, it and mangled. It's no, gnarled. it's not. It, no, it's it's actually it's uh, it's a long story. But so it, you, it's uh, dye. So oh. my obsessive compulsive psychotherapy week and nights uh, sort of hobby is traditional leather craft, but like mm-hmm. old school, so everything by hand, no tools. And I recently took a class with this artist who's reviving the Hermes bought this brand like 100 years ago that made these pigments in France. And they stopped commercially using it a couple of years ago because it's like way too labor intensive and artisan based. So my friend is like trying to revive it and make Hermes wants to make it a viable company on its own. So I've been taking classes and learning so that we're doing a 49 Hudson Coupe derelict 
that we're uh, we, we're stoked. We just got invited to debut it at the Quail Show. Is that a year. Commodore? Oh, what is that? So ours is the Super Six, which oh, is like the with cheapest the possible. Yeah. No, it's doesn't like the have plain the Jane right. non dual, and then well, I mean now it's got a four wheel independent chassis, Brembo's rack and pinion LS nine, but the interior on that one we're doing all in wild caught alligator. That I am hand painting <laughs> wild caught tile by. Oh no! It's, Sarah, before I order this alligator, <laughs> is it wild caught or is this frozen alligator? Well, you're at the fish counter. There's a difference. There's well, a fish. no, I know. You want to know the difference? You just want to judge me, man? I'm not judging you. I'm having fun with you. <laughs> yeah, no. The my wife does this when she orders fish. Is it is it farm raised or is it wild caught or? See, is it we like wild caught because it's uh, well, less perfect. Well, it has natural. Every, every alligator caught in the wild? No, most of them. The farmers are farmed now. Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, I'm bummed. I thought he had dropped an anvil on his hand <laughs> like a cartoon. Oh, That's sorry what... to disappoint Where you. are the alligator farms? Florida, man. Louisiana. The Everglades? Got a lot. Florida's yeah. got a lot. Yeah. yeah. Are there the alligator southeast. dairy farms? So, yeah, what we do is we, we order them. <laughs> Those alligator nipples. We order them in crust <laughs> where they're, they're basically white. That's and cool. then we go in and hand paint and hand stain wow. every single what tile. What kind of man are you, I'm Mr. A, I'm Ward? A, this I'm is a serial craftsman. I just can't help myself. So I now, like this. so now that quail plus how nuts is that? No one's ever done beautiful. that in interior. It's gorgeous. It's going to be off the it's hook. It's gorgeous, blue gray. Um, now what? that quail has thrown down the gauntlet, that's what you meant, right? There's now a hard date you have to meet for this thing. Yes, or better yet, I'm hoping to beat that date for once in my life by like 30 days because I want to vet and drive the piss out of the car because to me, especially up at Pebble Car Week, Mm -hmm. like the thing to do is to drive the derelict up the one and flog it all week and piss off the purists. Right. So that's really my goal. Make sure my cooling system's all vetted and I'm good in the Carmel traffic. I like those posts way better. Like you just driving that car and posting on Instagram is going to blow away anything you do at the And it's so fun up there because it's like the one dude in a kilt with no underwear in a sea of perfect tuxedos. You know, they're just (laughs) – the derelicts are so disruptive. Kilt, balls, kilt. I want to see you though. You have to have alligator boots. You have to have a pimpy outfit, maybe even an alligator briefcase. How about a live alligator? I've made the briefcase. (laughs) I I just pointed. The audience should know that I just pointed (laughs) to indicate that. That's a brilliant idea. On a leash with some pictures. But then what kind of color do you put on an alligator? Not an alligator color. That'd be kind of uncool. Okay. Put it in some uh, Pebble Beach clothing. (laughs) You know, the loud pants and the the, the Richie Rich guy shirts. I don't want to be that guy. I'm not going to do the Robert... Graham pink upturned collar. <laughs> that is a very no offense. Robert, no, no, Pebble is a very Robert Graham place. In it fact, is. our favorite mattress salesman is partial to Robert Graham when he's up there delighting. Who's well, your favorite mattress salesman? Michael Fuchs. Oh, yes, good man. Yes, yeah, and he guy. is very much a Robert I like Graham. The Hello, man. Larry guy. Yeah, yeah you know the guys. Uh, <laughs> I haven't met them, but we've had <laughs> sure sort he's of my phone conver- e- email conversations. The the guys at Robert Graham, the creative team. Seem like a really cool group of people. Maybe they can they can upholster your next car. Mm, or not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in here today. Uh, quickly added to the uh, Spikes Car Radio Much roster. Much appreciated. Who do I pay? By your PR people who hit me up over the week working on a Saturday while I was in the backyard working on a uh, all cigar. all for the kids, baby. Uh, to talk about Go, Panca- Go Campaign <laughs> Kids. Go Pancakes. Go Pancakes. Go Pancakes. <laughs> 
Uh, no, it's the Go Campaign Kids charity event. Every year you have this one in uh, Chatsworth, and now you're going bigger. There's a uh, The event's going to be in Bel Air, Bel Air Crest. It's a $20 million mansion. It's on June 8th. I'm assuming you're here to sell some tickets. Hell yes. Well, even more importantly, like just to spread the word, because what we're up to I think is really cool. And in modern days, so many of these charities are so inefficient, it should be illegal. And uh, Go Campaign, I've been on the board now for seven years, and we're all about, like, giving opportunity to children. So we do that not by showing up and, like, telling a culture what they need, but we identify local heroes of that community who already understand the dynamics and who's fallen between the cracks. And they're doing something that's working. So then we literally just show up and bring financial and intellectual capital to help them scale it. And uh, we've had... Our local heroes go on to win Nobel Prize, seen uh, in local heroes, and to really make significant change in the lives of kids globally. This year, though, the event is going to focus on Los Angeles-based youth projects specifically. Okay. And we have some really cool ones here. And Like what? Uh, so we have one that's uh, basically as kids age out of the foster program, they're unfortunately kind of given a boot in the ass and a housing coupon and they're just sort of dumped out there and uh, aging out is at 18, 18. And, and it's it's historically it's it's been very thoroughly documented that it's kind of a it's not a good thing because <clears throat> you know without community and sort of suddenly being not amongst what community and family structure you kind of sort of had there's there's a lot of issues so so wait so just to back up the foster family is getting a stipend they're getting some money to raise this kid and correct. when they turn 18 that money stops flowing correct and right. the kids are said okay bye-bye go on right and then right. they're an given adult like a housing coupon so what one of the groups that we work with does is really understand and identify that kid and like what's their style what mm -hmm. are their interests so like we recently did one program where basically as their new housing is secured, our group comes in and fully furnishes and outfits the place. So mm -hmm. like this one kid's dying to be a chef. That's all he ever talks and dreams of. So we got all sorts of killer kitchen donations and basically create a sense of home and environment for them. And then a community of other kids coming out of the system. Uh, we've got an um, underserved downtown L.A. region public school that had an empty lot next door. And one of the teachers realized there's an opportunity. So they started an urban garden and now they're creating sort of community and pride amongst these kids that in this particular environment, there weren't really that many opportunities. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it doesn't really matter what you get people doing. You just get someone passionate about something and engage in some sort of community. And it, it's just uh, can make really significant changes. Really it's commendable. Cool. So the uh, the event is at this house here in Bel Air. God, it's giant. It yeah, looks it's, like an Italian villa. And there's going to be the a, backyards off the hook. You're curating uh, cars for the event, so it's like yep. a car show party. Yeah. What so is it? So what 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 are the cars you're choosing? It's it says display vehicles. Auction items, watches, I see words like Bamford, Leno's Garage, Nike, Hermes Sneaker Collaborations. Ooh, I like that. We've um, got some crazy stuff. Um, I'm somewhat notorious for my absurd auction. And uh, Is it going to be your uh, your cars only? Like no, no, Icon no. cars or just? No, no. Like Matt's going to bring his Countach. We've got uh, a couple clients. That's Matt Farah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've got... Uh, 
Aluso coming. Mm-hmm. We've got oh, wow. uh, uh, a yet-to-be-announced celebrity vintage Hollywood car coming out of the Peterson collection. Ooh. we got JG mm. at Mercedes Motoring That's bringing either in the Magnum PI car or the McQueen XKSS. A slew of icons. <laughs> you know, if we had our Zagato Zuckerman, we could donate that to this show, but apparently it's... Uh, I don't Somewhere. know what's happening with it. <laughs> but yeah, and the pizza people... got lost on the way to the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the way the delivery are, guy is. Nikes are going to be crazy. Yeah. So this it's is a... one of one custom pair of Nikes really? done by Aaron Cooper, who's like a rock star at Nike and no two way. artist buddies. And... Now you're raffling those off? Or? So it's an auction, and the auction's going to be online and in person. And then uh, Nike hooked us up with all sorts of cool stuff. Wow. Uh, Concert, Sean Mendez, Michael Bublé, Carrie Underwood, the Avid Brothers for the Watch Geeks, uh, Cameron Weiss, my buddy, donated, Shinola did, Bamford, one of his new London GMTs, which Uh is kick-ass, and Harage, which is like a 100% in-house, super high-end Swiss brand, two meteorite dials that are pretty gnarly. Meteorite. So, uh, like leather those. goods, furniture, travel experiences, vacation packages. It sounds like a great. Leno private tour. All right. Which uh, Bamford GMT do you have? I've got the that second from the left. The titanium wow. and orange one was my personal favorite. I might be Ooh, that better on is that. I like the orange a one. A crusher. Yeah, George does great work. They've got such oh a neat, defined style. I didn't know style. they were making these. So, well, you know, Rolex kind of, from at least the rumor, is that Rolex started not taking too kindly to what they were doing to Rolexes, which is how they made their name, you know, doing right, blacked right. out and funky They're Rolexes. They're doing it with Tag Heuer's, too. Right, because Rolex started doing it themselves and responding right, to the right. market, kind of like Europa with the G-Wagons mm-hmm. and the Mercedes officially brought them in. So, yeah, about uh, it was about a year ago now, George started his own production line of watches. And really I'm nice buy design and quality. Right We've got watches from <laughs> 200 this bucks gorgeous. to 10 grand. And over two dozen of the top California vintners with the founders and the principals on hand telling story and about 20 top L.A. restaurants. This is going to be damn good Not fun. Not to mention an appearance by Spike First and, yes. and his wife, Erica. Critically who so. Who will be there. Which is like Dave Letterman. Hi, how you doing, Spike? Where, and hey, where sure. are you going to be? You know, why don't you come? When is this? This is on June 8th. He can't go out. On June 8th. What is it? let him go out on the month, right? If he wears his I, thing. You can't right? get him out on a Friday. Is it a Friday night? Saturday night. It's a Saturday night. I, in theory, could do that. <laughs> but for the fact, I, in theory, could do that. But for the fact that I. Tell him about your Saturday night, what usually happens. Uh, Saturday All right, night. First, I order the Chinese food spike, and then I'm I call that. you <laughs> while you're, eating, you're smoking your cigar. And I said, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chuck myself off and eat some Chinese or food. Or the chucker. <laughs> now, okay, tradition. Now, I sat okay, the Now Chinese- I'm watching. What's your Saturday night routine? Tell him. Be honest. Okay, the honest cops. Saturday night routine. <laughs> he watches I love cops. cops or any prison <laughs> show. I want to see idiots chase other idiots around. I mean, it's really. It's like, and then I want to see. My, I want to see people that can't follow the rules on the outside world go to prison and get along just fine with all the unsaid, unwritten rules and learn like, new skills. Yes, and learn new skills like how to fuck. 
to. They they can't get along outside, but they know all the rules inside. My have business partner and I found a new show on Netflix where they're talking through the toilets to each other in the upper upper I lower saw that. situation. That's that's right? Right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's my favorite show. I'm already watching it. That's Saturday last night. night about the history of those <laughs> the shows. Fun. Yes, and what, there's this new one I guess that's massive called uh, Live Cops. Yes, Live it's the biggest thing. Oh, Is it good? P- yeah, Live PD. I love this watching other social distancing. Makes you feel better about yourself. It just it just amazes me. It's the always stupidness been that way. of people. I just, you know, that's the. I am a fan of the seven deadly sins, and they're all on display on all of these shows. So that's what I like to see <laughs> well, on Saturday go. night. Is, while I engage in about is what, is, what made cops work right from the very beginning, which is like Saturday night, you're wrapped in an afghan, you got a little something to eat, popcorn. And other people are getting arrested <laughs> yeah, on yeah, television, much better. and you go, God. Uh, and you start to feel grateful, right? That's what they do. My kids aren't that bad. Right? <laughs> I'm not that bad. But Zuckerman's that bad. And I like he to, just wants to know like, where he's going. They got soon. seven guys on top of one <laughs> poor criminal, and they're screaming, You're not complying. <laughs> Turn over. You know what's crazy, too, is like. <laughs> he's pinned down. Turn over. The privatization of the prison system oh. has taken the correctional out of correctional facilities. Sure. And now it's a cash cow holding yep. tank, and it's yep. sucked. It's all private. Remember, oh, though, they used to do automotive programs there were restoration programs and and they were again like super successful in getting people yeah. skilled and passionate about don't something. even get me started yeah. on the, let's not on the, let's on not the let's not industrial go down this system road. all right look let's yeah, let's get back show. to back the, to positivity let's get back to the event before we take a break where are we buying tickets what sites are we going to to get involved in the auction items go ahead super easy donations like auction Howard items Stern. tickets everything simply go campaign.org that's it that's it and everything's there everything's there and this event again is at on Bel Air Crest right here in LA on June 8th we're going to take a break we'll be right back with more Spike Scar Radio you know what? There are a lot of weird things you find in cars. And I'm not talking about garden variety, petrified French fries or melted crayons or crumbs. I'm talking about live snakes, bizarre artifacts, the kind of stuff that just makes you wonder about people. Another thing that will make you wonder, but in a good way, are Continental Belts. Bet you didn't know they're OE in tens of millions of Chrysler, Dodge, and Ford GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. They're also OE on the majority of BMWs and VWs. Now Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series. Belts that are fanatically engineered for perfect fit, form, and function. And Continental has an OE technology series multi-V belt for 98% of the vehicles on the road in the United States and Canada. Hey, you get enough surprises working on cars and trucks, a belt should not be one of those surprises. Go with the Continental OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit oetechnologyseries.com, oetechnologyseries.com. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Back with Jonathan Ward, Icon 4x4, uh, here to promote Go Campaign Kids charity event, uh, which is again June 8th. Check it out at thegocampaign.org. But uh, we also want to talk cars. We have a bunch of listener questions to get to. Um, I've been given some talking points here by mm. your PR people, and I want to look blow those them. off. Let's see what the what do listeners want to hear about. We'll get to that definitely right. for sure. Um, but you just made a car for uh, Joe Rogan, yeah, Toyota FJ F, uh, FJ sixty wagon. I was actually an FZJ eighty, so it was a ninety six <laughs> wagon. Okay, and it's totally off the hook and uh, too much horsepower and too much everything. And Joe and I love it. it. Was 
He's such a fun guy to build for because he so gets it. He had us an Icon Bronco already. Oh, he did. But then we built this for hunting and more like sort of transcontinental overland. He hunts? He hunts things. Where does he hunt and what does he hunt? I don't know. Who are the who are the Icon uh, 4x4 celebrities? You got your Joel McHale now. You've got Joe Rogan. You're you're strong in the J's. <laughs> <laughs> who, who else are the people that don't mind having their name associated with your brand? Um, or is that it? Um, <laughs> Dave Letterman's cool with it, I Wait, think. Dave's got one? Dave's got several. Sure. Hey, hey, hi, hi, Jonathan. Tom Hanks. What? Really? Uh, and Hanks, he's got one. Yeah, he's got Holy one of my moly. TLC. He's an FJ40. No way. And then, and what does Mr. Letterman have? Uh, my I now discontinued, but used to make our version of the CJ3B Willis, which are literally oh, like wow. a cool pair of flip flops. So from Montana, right? Down. Yep. Shut up. And he's Montana. got some FJs. <clears throat> and then other than that, though, generally, like the whole point often of working with us, be it the FJs, the Broncos, or the Freaky Derelicts, is to not be. Like the, the the style and design and everything's elevated, but it's not in your face. So mm-hmm. a lot of our guys are super private. Um, but what's interesting is we're not really, I think, considered appealing to your traditional luxury, like whatever, rapper, ball player, new rock star kind of guy. I think they generally will default to the Rolls or the Lambo or the, yo, look at me. I now have money. I've made it sort of scene. Mm-hmm. Whereas my community seems to a lot more be like self-made, bootstrapped, came from nothing. You'd never know they've got two pennies to roll together, but they're doing just fine. And it's like they're more individual and sort of self-made kind of. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, how do you prefer your builds used? You know, because you have, you're a very unique builder in that. And I've driven some of your, your, your builds. They're you know pieces of art, but they they also function as four by fours. Then you know I remember thinking, how do I use this? Do I take it out and get it dirty? Do I take it to a cars and coffee? Do I daily it? Do you have any thoughts on the usage of your builds? Yeah, for sure, because we bust our ass to do a lot of engineering mm-hmm. to really elevate and mm-hmm. evolve the drivability. So when I get a call on a client's, you know, a year or two after I sold them their vehicle. Uh, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to move on and get a this or get a that. So I want to sell it. It, it has 1,700 miles on it. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> so just like sat in some man cave somewhere. Right. And, and like, why did they – it's like did they buy it because their friend who really knows vehicles said, oh, that's what – if you're going to get uh-huh. an old this or that, you, you should get the icon one. And then they just park it there and click that off the box. I hate that. So no, flog it, beat it, whoop do you, it. Do you, I every have, day. Let's say I have one of your Icon four by fours, and Zuckerman and I are on plan Zing it, and we're ripping it apart, and something goes wrong, and I I call you. Are you the guy who then now fixes this for me? Who I go, hey, I uh, I ran into a tree or or, yeah, or yeah, something sure. went wrong, or maybe I just need an oil change. I've been driving it driving it for a year. Yeah. I just call you up and ring it over and Yeah, but I mean ninety nine percent of our clients aren't LA based. So right. every truck comes with uh 
what's called a key port. So it's like a multi-switchblade looking rectangular aluminum thingamajigger with all your keys and an 8 gig memory stick. So in that memory stick are all the PDF manuals for all supplier content, non-encrypted no spreadsheet shit. of every nut and bolt used in the vehicle. Right. So if we fall off the face of the planet, you can literally Google the part number and right. get your sourcing. So, um, you know, and they're all OBD too. So, and then who, who do you recommend? Impressive. Who do you who do you recommend do maintenance when I live in another country or let's say I'm on a different coast? Well, if you're in another country, you're probably on your own, and I don't have anyone to recommend <laughs> other than that USB stick and yeah. our support from my team is is always there. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, but you know, we try to follow SOTS, so it's standard off the shelf wherever possible. I mean, there's some cul-de-sacs where I geeked out and wanted something better than what's in market. So like, you know, our radiators made for us by Griffin and no one's going to stock it. You're going to got to get it from me or Griffin. Our Brembo brakes are designed for us only by Brembo, but use pads that are shared across billions of mm -hmm. applications. So, you know, usually though, in like all the U.S. hotspots, we already have a relationship with some service shop or another that we can network and get people to. Wow. Why do so many people think they can do what you do some guys because it looks so easy look at this <laughs> asshole he's buying ten thousand dollar trucks he's selling for 300 grand and shit i could build that for 30 grand i hear it all, all day, day every long. day the one that chides my ass though and it's not like i'm the first idiot to say hey an elevated Bronco or Land Cruiser would be cool. Right. What kind of bums me out, though, is there's so many cool subcultures in vintage automotive, even if just in four by. Like, come on, where's the love for the international scouts, right? Right, right. And there's so many different platforms, but right now where I'm at this weird spot where a lot of the very people who said, I am out of my mind and will be bankrupt in six months, 12 years ago, are now copying us. And their entire business right. model is we're just like Icon, but we're cheaper and quicker. And, and where does like, it come <clears throat> on? Where does like, it go wrong for them? Where, what, what are they not considering when they do these cheap builds? Uh, the, the, the amount of non-reoccurring engineering to really do it at this level, the coordination at scale to maintain that quality level. And I think industry-wide, right, and you guys have had these experiences where shops run by guys like me are generally a shit show. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we'll take that deposit and the other deposit to load up the race trailer and go to Laguna for the weekend. And, like, there's no business intellect. So, fortunately, early on, I accepted that I suck at that. I'm the creative guy. My wife keeps logistics and structure and organize. And I have a COO. So, like... I've, we, we've built a proper sort of master alliance infrastructure that allows us to really kind of get what we do out of the Stone Age. So yeah. we're, we're reliable, we're accountable, we're trackable, and everything's CAD-based. It's not hand-built with a hammer and a dolly <clears throat> every single time. And, like, we, you know, working with key partners to really keep pushing the limit and, and, and evolve the model. And it creates a world that you can play in now and not have to worry about the stuff that's kind of boring right you can be yeah in a i mean for the most, most part, part yeah right? i mean it allows me to kind of at least be able to for the most part of a given day wear the hats that i think fit me better versus mm -hmm. you know when i'd have to sit down and do spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff like literally have to like 
power down my dominant brain half and then kick up the diesel generator to get the other one chugging. And over the years, and I did that with just my wife and I for like 20 years before we started really having the ability to build a team. And man, it was so exhausting. And yeah. I ended up sucking. You know, I don't right. remember where did I, oh, did I torque that yet? Did I finish that weld? Where was I in this CAD file? You know, and on and on and on. And yeah, I'm stoked to uh, to be there. I wish I could tell you we were in the middle of R&D of like the craziest project that is so audacious. I'm so excited. And we just got past like this key point in testing with our mule to assure the viability of the project. Mm -hmm. We're still probably a year and a half or so from launching it, but I am super stoked. And keep in mind, just because fly. The no, <laughs> just because the URL is 4x4, and that's where we started. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of the one-offs we built are passenger cars. And then the Thriftmaster that we build, all of those are basically sports cars masquerading as a 40s pickup. This next one is a game-on, track-ready, daily driver, super-refined coupe that no one's going to expect. Wow. I'm so excited. Right. And it's a year and a half out. Yeah, and I'm three years in in design wow. development, and it's 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 groundbreaking on a couple technical levels that many times I've questioned, what the hell do I think I'm getting myself into? And my wife's about ready to kill me because I'm is, blowing so much money on is it. Is it recognizable <laughs> on the exterior to Immediately. Us? Immediately. Immediately. And when you say technologically, am I, are we talking about things like hybrid technology? No, okay. like personally, I'm down with EV. I think hybrids are headed to the landfill. You have double system complexity and weight right. for little benefit. I think that's more of like a corporate move to postpone proper engineering right. of full platforms. So no, just in all of the perversions from mild to wild that we now just sort of accept when we hop in our favorite fancy new car, those things are right. They, they they corrupt you. So when you get into your classic, you're like, oh, man, I, I missed that one-touch window. Or I missed that rev matching mm -hmm. on downshift and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. So this is going to have all of that why do I say, married why do to the I, vintage I'm, I'm aesthetic. Like, I'm not going to play a guessing game. I'm not. Don't I even just, take I'm me just there. Hearing rough. I'm just hearing the somebody who's taken on maybe, a, you know, a a rough sensibility. Well, I love his work, right. but I'd argue he doesn't um it's his experience I think it would be fair to say odious, right? Is that his <clears throat> name? His goal is more it's it's raucous but but drivable mm -hmm. versus what I'm proposing is refined down to the like it's a a, a vintage mid-century coupe but the key fob stays in your pocket. And as you approach the car and go to open the door, the window goes down 46 millimeter automatically mm -hmm. and the dome light dim uh, soft up to full glow. And you've got adaptive suspension and sport mode and on and on and on and uh, torque vectoring. And that will appeal to a lot of people. I think it'll be pretty, pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> and inexpensive. Oh, that, no, I'm so buried in this All right, thing. But... Let's do some questions here. Okay. And uh, I can't promise you they're all good. Steven Scribani wants to know, how much do your builds range in cost? Does it even matter? Well, sure it matters. And to be fair, mm. um, I'm running it as a viable business, not a luxury goods seven times multiple business. So like... Uh, in a good year, if we had a 30-point spread, which is sort of baseline for a viable, sustainable business, mm -hmm. that's 
where our pricing lands. It's not like we said, how much can we, do we think we can get out of Joe Wealthy for this or that? Joe Rogan. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the straightforward answer is the, the production models go anywhere from about 190 up to about 260,000. And then the one-offs in our derelict and reformer groups of vehicles anywhere, like currently, they're all over the place. Right now, active projects from... 210,000 up to about a million two. So they Ooh, those get wow. super loopy because what do you want to build? I and all that engineering <laughs> has got to be paid out on that car. A million two. <clears throat> Sunroof Delete wants to know, um, he's That's talking about great. electric. Sunroof Delete, is uh, he's the guy who's shooting from the drone a lot, that little red 964 on Instagram. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got his own thing happening. He wants to know if there's any plan for an electric DeLorean or have you worked with a DeLorean at all? No, I've met the dudes that are running DeLorean now, and they seem mm-hmm. like a really smart team. I think if someone's going to do it, it's likely to be them. Um, Were they well-made to start up? No. They, they weren't, right? No, and the ergonomics suck, and on and on and on. I mean, honestly, because I grew up at that time, right, I, like you guys, probably, they, you know, I ha- they, they, they have a special place mm-hmm. in, in my we head. We like the way they look. They look cool. They look cool. They always drove them. like shit. Right. Underpowered, so, heavy. Yeah. Worse. So, <clears throat> nah, it didn't really. Didn't the DeLorean end right at the end of my street down in uh, in Brentwood, down at that little motel? Isn't that where they uh, arrested him? He no. was holed up <laughs> in the hotel. I'm pretty sure he was. What a story. Yeah. The story it's is so much better than Johnny the DeLorean. Yeah, you know another one like that's Bricklin. Have you ever oh, read of course, like Malcolm any of Bricklin. the stories about Malcolm Bricklin? Sure. Holy shit! I have not. Yeah. Why? Brilliant Tell me a book story. about solely his adventure with Hugo. Call. I think the book is Johnny Lieberman recommended it to me years ago. It is hysterical. I think the, literally the title of the book is the worst car ever built, and, just and the con. antics un. Believable. You like, literally. They, they bought the Hugo to the United States, and he was such a charming, affable con man. And do you really think there's probably not of any of those? Was it a million cars? You don't see one on the fucking yeah, road. Yeah, talk about attrition. Do you remember when yeah. Beverly uh, Hills- Hugo guy just bristled, listening. He goes, I have one. <laughs> was it, was it O'Gara? One. Was it Tom? Or whatever the Rolls dealer at the time, at the very, very end of Hugo, that's how they were getting rid of him. It was like, come by a Corniche this weekend, and we'll <laughs> give you a Hugo. <laughs> Go for your maid. Is that true? Yeah, and they oh, dumped yeah. like 60 units. But those wow. cars were like, literally, they were falling apart in the containers. They land. They have a booth at the LA Auto Show. But someone or several people dropped the ball. And they had no booth display. They had no booth models. They had nothing. So in the book, they talk about Malcolm driving around downtown LA, picking up a bunch of prostitutes and telling them, well, maybe put on a, like one more layer or, you know the inch longer skirt or whatever. And like, just come to this car show. Everything will be fine. And they were like duct taping and <laughs> gluing the cars back together to get them on the booth. That book is hysterical. Maybe we should start collecting Hugo Zuckerman. It sounds like they've, no one's looking right now. No one is looking. Maybe that's the move. Did you ever drive one? No, I did. I did. Really? Once. Oh yeah. What a hunk of shit. Oh, of like course. epic, yeah. epically, brilliantly bad. Yeah. yeah. What would you compare it to? Oh, I, it's, incomparable. I, I, I was going to say, I don't think you could find anything really worse than this. There's Sears and Roebuck go-kart? I mean, like, have you ever no. driven a gauze? No. Any sort of uh, Eastern Soviet. German? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, worse than those. Oh, that's not good. Heavy yeah. and awkward and yeah. weird. Yeah, just um, 
would I let John upgrade my Land Rover Series 2A? Do you even work on Land Rover Series 2A? I would, yeah. of course. Yeah, but- I have. Uh, in fact, I recently bought a Series 2 out of Nevada that just had the coolest, funkiest, messed up patina, and I want to build a derelict out of it. What would you do to mine? Like, it's it's horribly underpowered. The over, overdrive gear is just 0.0. I've had my record speed in it, I think, is 58 miles an hour. That's really good. <laughs> it is good, right? Did you right? re-gear it? Huh? You must no. have re-geared it. No, I did Tailwind? not. It, but it's Hill? got an overdrive gear in it. I mean, to <clears> me, <throat> like, I like to... To me, the series rovers through to the defenders. There's such a tribe of, of people that swear by them. Yes. I dig the aesthetic. I right. have no Absolutely. personally no appreciation for the execution exactly. or the engineering. Yes. Now people come to me with them a lot though, and I'm very quick to frame it. Like, look, it is an ag tool. It is a military a tractor. farm right. tractor. Yep. If you're cool with that. Accept those confines. Put yourself in that headspace and be patient. They're a blast. They break down. You can still drive them away from the scene. Exactly. <laughs> like you can refill the transfer case with right. urine and party on for a little yeah, bit. Right? But if I were in West Bridgewater it, where I grew up and had the dirt roads, I'd have no problem with this right. vehicle. But I'm not. I'm here. I'm so the I West encourage side. people to keep it in that space. If yeah. they don't, then I would – Engineer a new chassis, radius arm, coilover, Fox Racing, Brembo's, mm. Curry axles, uh, turbo diesel, probably the R2. No, nothing crazy, but like right. the, I'd say the R28 out of Cummins would be kick-ass. Yeah. A little turbo four with a five-speed and Atlas two, and call it a day. I think he oh, practices and remove this. Lucas this, is, this was good. This was a great rundown. That's the formula for that car, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's cool. But All don't right. jump the shark cosmetically. No, it's dead beautiful. stock looking down yeah. to the gauges, but yeah. all video units that actually work hiding behind the original face and fonts and needles. And okay. Stuff. Ta- oh. Will, do we have to take one more break? Are we at three break today? Let's do that. And then I'm going to come back. We'll do some more questions. 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer with your car from True Car. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or at home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can Bring your car in, and they'll check it out with you together, the two of you. You can even hug if you want. You can ask questions, get the answers you need so there's no surprises, and simply leave your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a new, better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. I'm like sitting here racking my sack, like trying to find a position. They're balls. Let's just start maybe right there. As a, maybe as an icon guy, you should redo that. You should have <laughs> updated balls. Back. We're yeah, talking about balls. testicles. We're talking to Jonathan Ward, whose oh. Go Campaign Kids charity event is being held on June 8th. You can check it out and get tickets and hang out with me, Jonathan Ward. Uh, what other notables will be there? Maybe Zuckerman if he's not watching Cops. I think Jay's coming. Jay Leno is there. I Rod saw Emery's coming. I mean, really, Matt Farrow just will a be really there. Fun Corolla of people, and like we do our fancy pants like sit down formal gala every year. That's a little stuffy. So this like 
isn't your typical auction event. Like this is going to be killer great. Killer There are going to be cars there. We're going to be out. We're yeah, we're outside. Wives, and we'll see cars. Killer food, tons of wine. Mezcal. I'm excited about it now. My buddies uh, started this new mezcal brand called Madre Mezcal, and it's so stupid good. So it was all wine, 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 wine. I'm mm. like, we need some of this. Now Zuckerman's coming. Uh, I want to tell you something. If you have a smart kid, one of these kids, and they need an internship or a job, I'll give them a job in my file room. I, the, the idea that 18-year-olds that are turned loose to raise themselves. He's talking about the foster kids, not yeah, your employees. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was going to say, my kids are kind of smart, but I don't think they'd... They want, a, <laughs> they want, they want like an internship at Carnegie Mellon. Yeah, he uh, has. Uh, a, no, that's down. great. I put appreciate Zuckerman's whole firm your... is a collection of strays. Yeah, so if you've so got if you've got a there. kid with with a future that needs a little bit of a family, uh, we're happy to. And I'm when a kid, I mean one of the foster kids. Um, I'll make a place for him at the firm. That's that'll, very kind. That'll be my contribution. I'll talk to. He's just uh, trying to get out of coming. By the way, yeah, we're paying for this random act. I'll always pay double not to go. Whatever it is, I'll pay double if I don't have to. I'll bring it up with Michelle, our program director. I really appreciate it. Anthony Day wants to know. And uh, and I want to know too. What are your thoughts on the new Jeep Gladiator? Because I'm getting one of those. What do you, what would you do to that thing, if anything, or would you do nothing to it? Not well, I mean, it. I th- I think they're super cool, and I'm full of stupid ideas of what I do to it. Which generally will start with deleting plastic thingamajiggers and replacing them with honest materials and more tactile honesty and quality. Would you rather an old Jeep Gladiator? Um, you know, we're, we're actually doing, did you ever see the, uh, really early Kaiser Wagoneer that we mm. built where we, we did the Kaiser Gladiator nose. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing a 70 Cherokee, but I bought a wow. Gladiator pickup cause I'm so in love with that shovel front clip and we're going right. to graph the two together. Wow. But you know, with, with that platform, yeah, there's tons of fun stuff to do, but my friends at AEV American Expedition Vehicles rock that platform like they have the best of everything for anything for it and to be frank they kind of are the ones who designed and developed such a beast with the product they were selling for years called the brute and then they did a crew cab and then chrysler thought oh that's kind of a good idea <laughs> we'll so just take then it. that happened have you done a hudson pickup truck is that called I love it. Big Boy. One of the best names for a vehicle ever. Yes. The Hudson Big Boy. Right with up that, there with the Starlight Coupe. The yes, yes. Studebaker Starlight, Starlight Commander. Coupe. Yes. I own both. So I have a 46 Hudson Big Boy ripe and ready to be built as a derelict yes. in my personal hoard. And I'm trying to find someone who it's agrees and wants to pay. It's got great grill. Well, got, and the continuity, the yeah, flow, right, of the engineering. It's all it's, – yes. It's, there's something a little Art Deco yep. about. Now, if the Starline isn't – I think 53 is – you want the earlier ones. Bullet Nose 49, 50 oh, okay. are really the sweet Okay, the Bullet Nose. I'm commander. thinking of the Raymond Lowy that comes a little bit later. So Ray Sinfi- played a hand in both. Yeah. yeah, and the slightly later ones, you may be thinking more Golden Hawk or something. Right. Well, I'm thinking of the – okay, so 53 is the first one without the fins. Yeah. Yeah, and then later they grow the fins, which I think ruins yeah, the look. Yeah, silly. Yeah. You know, back to the Hudson, neat story with that. Hudson decided that they – well, they, they just acknowledged and decided that there's no way in hell they were going to compete dollar to dollar with the likes of Chevy and Ford for right. farm trucks, right? So Hudson's like, uh, okay, we're going to build the boss's truck. We're going to do the Hefe, like right. the ranch master's right. truck. So they took their more luxurious and higher trim level – sedan i think it was the commodore historians mm-hmm. feel free to correct me and that was the sheet metal they based the pickup on right. and that pickup was designed by a woman really? so that has a big 
part in the character and the grace and the it's continuity a little, and the bed's of the a little design. lower right yeah it's a, just the whole thing's it, more velvety right yes exactly they look and chopped and frenched and channeled yes from the fact yeah it's stunning. elegant you're yeah. right it's an elegant, elegant approach all of their products like was it is it that terraplane with yeah. the, where you pull out? You could, like the businessman's terraplane. You yeah, can pull with the, out the pull bed. Out. Yeah, yeah. There's so many cool products. They really Hudson original, did thinking. really beautiful work. Yeah, yeah, let's do something. And you know what's cool is the like brands like Hudson and like Willis and sort of the stepchildren in the industry, especially the ones that weren't located in Detroit. You know, going right. all the way back to uh, Auburn, Duesenberg, Cord, and all those guys. They were the MacGyvers. They were the independents. And what's quite interesting is despite, and often cases, despite their reduced resources and not being in the big boy club, so to speak, mm -hmm. their execution and quality was better. Because like, they, they didn't know any better, they right? So they were better. making it the best they could. And I've really noticed that over the years because – if you're going to forensically disassemble a vehicle to re-engineer and put it back together, that's when you're going to get a really good feel for the level of quality in the execution of the build. I want to do a Hudson product with you. Yeah, let's do it. Baby. Yes. You got to come drive this Hudson Coupe. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. Scott Bartmas wants to know, what Bartmas. is your preferred year range for FJ40 builds? Would you consider the early 1971 era or recommend starting with something later? 78 to 83 era. So I'm going to answer that more from the perspective of my TLC 4X4 brand, my first brand that that's all we do are the cruisers, mostly stock, sometimes modified. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do it stock, I highly recommend Feb uh, January of 1979 or newer, or ideally August of 1980 or newer. 79 and newer is a big differentiator because power steering and air conditioning became available factory options, and it's easier to retrofit them with aftermarket solutions. Ergonomics are better. Seats are more comfortable. Gas tank is now under the vehicle, not mm -hmm. under your passenger seat sloshing <laughs> around like a ticking time bomb. Like the old Volvo. The 373 <laughs> freeway gearing. And then if you get in, in, in a two-barrel car, more responsive everything, power assist, disc brake, um, Four pistons in the front. And then August of 80 and newer goes to the split transfer case, which is way quieter and stronger. Mm -hmm. Cable actuated parking brake, direct to rear axle, which gets rid of that stupid drum in line with the drive shaft. So if you're going to keep it stock, I'd go for the later years. If you're going to modify it, game on, do whatever you want. And in fact, you could argue that the sort of 74 and back are best in th respect to the quality of the steel and the gauge of the steel mm -hmm. is greater than that used in the later ones. Mm -hmm. And you're going to modify yourself around the three on the tree or the drum or whatever. Or if you don't give a shit and you're not planning on trying to drive it across country, then party on dead stock. They're great. Just don't expect to hop on the freeway and, you but know. toward the force of knowledge, this gentleman. It's amazing. I isn't respect it? Yeah. <clears throat> let, me you, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Yeah. More Please. that Hudson Terraplane I'm showing you, and I love this vehicle. Oh, epic! And look at that. So that interior is almost as screwed up as uh, Voisson. Yes. Right? A lot yes. of uh, a lot of listeners are asking about the electric electric plans. Electric plans. <sighs> electric plans. Are there any electric plans for yeah. you? Yeah. So we've built three electric vehicles thus far. Mm -hmm. Two were pretty darn straightforward. We did uh, Fiat Gardenera, 
uh, what is that, a Fiat 500, like the uh-huh. funky little subcompact situation? Yep. And then we did a original paint Volkswagen thing. Uh-huh. So those were both done and fairly low-tech existing solutions in the market. But then I, if I'm being such an idiot, like if I'm going to do it, I want to do it for the art of the execution and I really want to study and elevate what's been done before. So to, in my opinion, the vast majority of the aftermarket EV conversion packages, kits, shops, they work, but they're not really thought through to the further extent. So for example, you have a converted electric whatever, you drive up to Big Bear, you charge it, you're totally full of electrons and you go downhill for two hours, where are those electrons going to go? Unfortunately, highly likely in a ball of flames because the the technology is very low tech. There are no thermal management systems generally addressed to the battery networks. Tesla's thermal management system heats and cools to keep mm-hmm. the batteries in an optimum range for safety, performance, longevity, etc. So right now we're just about done. It'll be done within about 30 days. We're doing a derelict 1949 Mercury Coupe original paint. Uh, we plumbed a full P85 Tesla battery array and we're running dual AMR electric motors. So it's just under 500 foot pounds of torque. Uh, uh, oil cooled transmissionless so zero to 110 <laughs> no shifts pulls like a freight train tied to an art morrison foil independent chassis with electric power steering and really what was most important with that in in a, trying to evolve ev it's tesla supercharger compatible it's municipal charger compatible and it has a full can bus electronic system meaning we are double we're double safety stopgap monitoring all systems down to an individual cell. So like right. the, the, the vehicle's web and Wi-Fi enabled. So like if there's a short in one of a billion cells, I'll get an alert. I can advise my client. Just like Tesla, we can get the metrics. How's the client using it? Mm-hmm. Is he flogging it? Is he barely driving it? What range, what real world, you know, what is he seeing? And then packaging wise, I hate it when you just see like some neon underglow LED and a sort of generic black cube or whatever. So we had a lot of fun on that one, like trying because it's such like a James Dean sort of early California hot rod vibe that we wanted to keep that alive. So like vintage speed equipment inspiring the packaging. So like when you look under the hood, what appears to be an engine is actually a full array. It's all CNC'd out to look like an exaggerated V8 with like Fenton heads, but it's really just hiding all the battery modules and everything. It's so much fun. What is it when you say oil cooled? Run me so, through that in a basic layman's terms. Where is that oil? What is it cooling? Batteries? So no, we're we're cooling the actual electric motors that are back to back mounted. Okay. And we have another independent But how but where does that how does that work? You're not so there's plumbing. Gear, there's gear reduction within it. Right. So it's it's cooling those gears and it's also outboard of the satyrs. Got it. Okay. And then the um <laughs> And is that how they're normally cooled? Um, in the aftermarket, no. Uh, by OEMs, generally, yes. 
And what kind of, you know, how long, how frequently do you change that oil? You know what I mean? Do you need an oil oh, change or anything like no, that ever? No, not right. really. Like, like, like decades plus. Decades. <laughs> if you yeah, the, the service needs pretty, pretty All minimal. Right. We're almost out of time, but let's get to the Aston Martin uh, Zagato. Where is it at? What's going on with it right now? now why are you going to Many... finish with something that's going to make me cry? Why? 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 Like I don't know fears. anything about what we're talking about. So... We did a one-off Aston Martin Zagato GT Barquetta based on a mm-hmm. drawing that the, my friend um, Mr. Spada, Urkele Spada, had Spada. penned uh, for Mr. Brown back in 59, and the car never got built. Oh, wow. So we built it. I know that story. Uh, we were almost finished. Uh, we had it bodied in Italy, flew it back to the States. Uh, magazine put it on their cover as a full render um, and they put an Aston Martin badge on it and within 24 hours Aston Martin legal climbed all over us. Wow. We later discover why it's because they were doing another round of the reissues right. and they are still doing them with the original powertrains and drum brakes uh. and the like and not yet doing the Barquetta. Right. So ours was running contemporary Vanquish Sport V12 and six-speed and four-wheel disc and on and on and on. So I think that they felt we might uh, uh, distract from uh, their project. So they sicked a team of lawyers on me and my client and cited trade dress issues, which are moot points because those elements weren't even on the car. And under right. kind of a cool thing with Italy with uh, intellectual property, like – the dude whose hand was on the pencil owns the rights to a design for a hundred years, period. So we were doing it in partnership with him and with full clearance. But what am I going to do? Take Aston Martin to the Hague? I mean, they're just bankrupt a word, like Aston Martin short or, you know, just change it enough. Well, I wasn't even planning on putting their badge <laughs> on it. So I don't get any trouble. And it was a client commission job. You know, this is what, you know, people always ask us about this Zagato build. And, you know, that's what Zagato went and did. They actually sat the Porsche executives down and said, we're not going to do this. Sanctioned. And you can, you can, it's sanctioned by them. But here's an interesting little uh, uh, parallel, huh? Yes. And some context for that. No one, no one even understands what that means. But, but cl- they're making more Aston Martin Zagatos, DB4 Zagatos, GT. Wow. Look at they have that. extra Oops. numbers laying around? Already. No, they're doing them under continuation. So I'm sure they'll have some extra numbers or they'll do it under the new Jesus. titling process. Those cars are some of the most beautiful cars in the world. Gorgeous. So, so now yeah. what happens with your car now that you Aston know, Martin is I don't you? know other than I'm, I'm really sad every time I walk by it in my warehouse because my but, client... But, but, but can you drive it without the badging or is well, it the design? The thing, like, it's a commissioned car for a private individual. Right. That private individual can do whatever he once he can ah. put a Porsche badge on it, he can put an Aston badge on it. So you matter. can leave little holes. Exactly, and deliver without a badge. <laughs> little, Unfortunately, those little I think my things. client got quite concerned by the, the, the overtly litigious yes. approach and is distracted, or his wife found out and didn't know, or whatever his reason, his heart is no longer in the project. So, Zuckerman, this is your opportunity. I can't build There's something not, for someone who's not in love with. I've never the met process. someone who doesn't care about paper like that. Who's afraid of yeah, nothing I've more than this man right here. I've been trying to get the client right to pick the car up now for a year, and it hurts me every time I walk by. <laughs> <and see it. laughs> 
Zuck, Zuckerman. <laughs> let him come after me. <laughs> let him come, let him, come on, I have, I have a very, very narrow skill set. This problem happens to fall right, right between those in the middle. Good, <laughs> posts. Come along, Aston. Let's have some fun. Let's get it on. <laughs> Let's, come on. They, you know, you've met Steve Sirio, who runs Aston New England. They're, they're preoccupied, the Aston guys. They don't. They don't. They're not. They're trying to just crank their cars out. They don't have time. Cutting new paper gaskets. They get some yeah. highfalutin lawyers with Harvard degrees, and that shit don't <laughs> matter at the corner of Olympic is and the, Robinson. Is the car finished? Where, where is it at? Roller. 75%? It's a it's, roller It's right a roller now. in primer with powertrain in place, but no electrical, I no thought, plumbing, I may, no Is this fluids, the car no that finish. I saw when I brought Car Matchmaker over there? I believe so, yeah. 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 Wow. Fuck it's destiny. Bullies. It's destiny, Zuckerman. One-off Barani. Let's, let's is pretty bad. It's let's destiny. Get, and to close out on, on uh, forget the gentleman's or woman's name with the EV questions. So, th- yes, definitely interested. I have concerns that may be unique to my perspective, which is I don't want to be in the business of selling iPhone 5s in that the technology is moving so quickly. When I see independents making plays and promising to come out with EV and crowdfunding and all that based on a singular prototype, three, four, five, six years to scale production, the technology was out of date and irrelevant within the first six months. I'm having a hard time. This Merck, one of the reasons it's been delayed about six months is like Reinhardt, um, different content technology partners have come out with second, third, fourth, generational improvements of the content and i'm can't let it leave with the outdated one so i keep backing up and updating it right so i'm worried about the retention for my clients the value because thus far icon resales have been like crazy good but if suddenly I'm selling basically personal electronics, fives is it, right? And the tech what about in a year is worthless. You want to sell those? <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. I'm nervous about <laughs> that's, that. Yeah. But this Merc is the test bed because very quickly I'd love to roll it into the Thriftmaster, then the Bronco, and the FJ. And well, you know what? I like the vehicles you make that make noise and burn gas Me and oil. Too. So I'm not so sure. We're doing a Ferrari 250 GTE electric. Wow, mm. that'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jonathan Ward is who you've been listening to. Uh, his charity event is, uh, what is it called? Go. Well, it is Vintage Hollywood. Vintage Hollywood. Is the event. And our partners that are producing the event with us this year, a great group based here in L.A. Charity's called Go Campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can reach out to me directly or you can go to gocampaign.org. The auction will go live next week. Tickets are selling out. We usually sell out every year. We cap it at 400 guests. So if you guys want to come, we'd love to have you and uh, grab your tickies for they're gone. But if you can't make it, you want to kick us a dollar or five bucks or buy one of my nifty auction items you didn't need, we thank you sincerely for the support. It's awesome. Just go to gocampaign.org. All the information is there. Jonathan, stop by anytime. You don't need your goofy goofball publicist to, to email <laughs> me. Just text me and let me know when you want to come in. Zuckerman, what do you have to say, my friend? Well... Just if you or a loved one have been in an accident, call me at Carpenter, Zuckerman, and Rowley. CZR Law, right? CZR Law. It's like SCR. It's CZR. You're the CZR. I'm the SCR. That's right. Isn't that amazing? Yes. CZR Law. Com. Do you, you just confuse your plug? Are people lost now? Or no, now it's, it's simpler. CZR, okay. this is when I have to find, I, whenever I have to put the stupid thing into the ways to get to Zuckerman's office, I always go, what is the name? There's too many names. And then I go, oh, wait, CZR Law. Just like that. And it comes right up. And then I drive over 
And then we we yell at each other from across the table <laughs> and call each other horrible pieces of shit. So sweet. <laughs> yes. It's how we relate to each other. And uh, you can always contact me on Instagram, and I will uh, do my best to get back to you, DM, or otherwise. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app, or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or Podcast. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.